You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hey everyone, welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. One piece of business, if you haven't sent in your listener-submitted questions for the 50th episode to our site, email, or the Google Voice number, please do so soon. The deadline is April 1st. On today's bonus crossover episode, we welcome the hosts of the Freaky Franchise podcast, Theo and Cordy. They were nice enough to send over some horror movie-themed trivia questions for us to answer today, so thank you for that. Before we get to the questions, let's hear Theo and Cordy talk a little bit about their show and what new listeners can expect. Hi, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, and hello to all of the Triviality listeners. I'm Theo. And I'm Cordy. And we host Freaky Franchise, a horror movie podcast where we watch horror franchises all the way through. It's a lot of fun. We are also sisters. I'm 22, Cordy's 17. About to turn 18 next month. Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. And we come from Salem, Massachusetts, so we've kind of been spooky pretty much our whole lives, I would say. I was definitely born spooky. Um, so, Cordy, do you want to uh, tell everyone how we started this podcast? Um, yeah, this summer we started with our parents, which was interesting, watching all of the Friday the 13th movies. Um, and we just thought it was fun since they were all on demand to see them progressively get worse and worse as the series went along, and we've been thinking about doing a podcast together. At the time, it just seemed like it was a perfect fit, and we've been doing that since August, and we're having so much fun. We're on our third franchise. Um, We really love it, so yeah. Yeah, so so far we have watched Scream, which is four movies, Halloween, which is eight movies, and we're just now doing The Ring, which is only three movies. So one thing that we like to ask on the podcast to all of our guests and that we like to talk about a lot um, is a question that I need Cordy to ask because she does it a whole lot better than I do. What's your favorite scary movie? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so Cordy, what is your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie is probably Scream. (laughs) The movie which that line is from. I love it because it's like so 90s, so cute. I love the mystery aspect (laughs) of it and just like all the fun plays on all the cliches. And I also just Mm -hmm. really love um, Ski Elrich, Billy Loomis. My favorite scary movie is The Haunting, the original 1963 version. 
not the one from the 90s. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a big, I would say I'm, I'm more of the, the classic film fan. I like, like Hitchcock movies and, um, sort of the original Hammer monster movies. Um, and that was sort of how I got into horror in general was I liked classic film originally. And then I started watching classic horror. Um, Roger Corman's also great. I love those really bad B movies. Cordy, what is, do you remember, like, the first scary movie you ever watched? No. Probably, like, Halloween Town. <laughs> okay. Does that count as scary? I don't Were know. Were you scared watched... of Halloween Town? No. I watched scary TV shows before I ever watched scary movies. So, like, MTV had a real, like, for a while had a lot of crappy, like, stalker serial killer shows, you know? Eye Candy starring Victoria Justice mm -hmm. was one. Loved that. So from there, I just started sort of watching the original slasher movies like Halloween and um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I guess that's how I got into it, which is probably why Scream's my favorite, because those are all the ones I know mm. the best is those silly slasher ones. Uh, so we thought that since we are big fans of the horror genre and we, we know a decent amount about it, we would come up with some horror movie themed trivia questions for you guys. There's 12 questions in all. Um, the first 11 questions are pretty just straightforward, one answer, and then the 12th question is a multi-part question. Um, Ooh, so you guys fancy. can sort of figure out your, you can do your usual point system, however you would do that. So, Neil, uh, we're probably going to have to lean on you pretty hard for these, right? <laughs> yeah, I know uh, a lot of the guys here, they don't uh, watch a lot of horror movies, but mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of horror movies. So, um, I'm sure you guys, I would hope you would know some of them, because some horror movies are pretty famous, and maybe they'll lean on those questions, but you never know. They could go pretty esoteric with these questions. Yeah, I kind of dabble in the genre a little bit. Uh, that's... You, you said you you have a basic knowledge of them, but you don't go too deep, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I love horror movies, but uh, you know, I don't uh, I, I don't have them cataloged in the back <laughs> as much as other movies. Yeah, and maybe your brother more so. Yes, yeah. if we get like a Troll Two or a Doctor Giggles, I might I might be able to help out a little bit because that's sort of my genre is B movie horror movies. I mean, so. weirdly, I haven't I don't like watch a lot of movies famously what why are you here for this yeah. bonus episode <laughs> jeff's here for the craft service jeff's i'm just playing i love <laughs> your presence service. here in the studio um well you know i've actually seen quite a few horror movies um mm. that i don't like horror movies like as a genre but i end up seeing a bunch of them um i remember uh yeah i mean any jason movie is usually decent you know for, yeah. for a little while i mean they're all fun the happening like, um, <laughs> the crapening. I enjoyed the ring when what? I was younger. And no, global warming, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right, the first paranormal activity is really good. All right, maybe we should answer some questions. Yeah, let's How's go back to the ladies. Nice? Back to the ladies. All right, let's uh, see what you got, Theo and Courtney. Uh, so, question number one: Serial killer Ed Gain inspired three major horror movies. Name two of them. Okay, and, I can I can help you with the Ed Gein here, Neil. Oh, I, so, I, I you can I know it, but you can go ahead. Oh, you know it. <laughs> yeah, well, no one. There's no there's no point then in adding the flavor text. No, no, you got to go ahead. All right, so uh, Ed Gein was a serial killer famous for um, butchering women who looked like his mother mm. um, and wearing parts of their bodies as articles of clothing. Famously, he had a belt made of lips, mm -hmm. and uh, so he was quite a brutal fellow. And uh, apparently, he had a few Oedipal issues. Mm. Uh, what what's that song that you're playing in the background today, Neil? Is that Goodbye Horses? Ooh, it, it might be. I, I am uh, 
I am dancing, but I'm not going to go as far as Buffalo Bill did. All right. So Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs one. is one. Um, and the thing about Ed Gein is he's the inspiration for a lot of uh, film characters. That I'm guessing you guys are going for the, the three most famous uh, iterations of it. But um, there's many, many films that uh, have used him as inspiration because he was a pretty crazy dude. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine uh, and a friend of the family, Chuck Perello, did a movie called Ed Gein um, that was really great that you guys should check out. That one's uh, probably based on him, right? That, <laughs> that one is definitely based on Ed Gein. It's based um, on partially true events. Yeah, uh, it's actually about H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, but they just call it Ed Gein. Cause they I think I saw one. that one in the video store. Yes. And there are video stores. Yeah, it's a, it's a face of, of Ed Gein, and then half of it is a skin skin mm-hmm. face. Oh. Uh, so check that out, Chuck Perello. But, um, you did have Ken, a mommy mask. That's right. Ken is correct. Uh, Silence of the Lambs would be our first official answer. Um, you have to go the classic Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Toby mm-hmm. Hooper masterpiece. And uh, the third one uh, is going to be Psycho, oh, which yeah. would be Norman Bates. Because of the mother. Because of the mother angle. Yeah. All right. Let's so get the, the answers. Those are our official answers. Uh, Psycho, um, Silence of the Lambs, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The answer is Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. These movies were all inspired by Ed Gein and his large, terrifying collection of objects made of human skin. So that's like disgusting <laughs> but okay yeah we we went right for human skin <laughs> just start off with the grossest one yeah this girl's 17 right yes <laughs> <laughs> talking about the serial killer that's great yeah cordy I th- it sounds like you have a good knowledge of these horror movies which is great because uh a lot of parents won't let kids watch horror <laughs> yeah. movies I, d- I watched them when i was younger but i feel like you have to get a good education of horror movies when you're young yeah if these are rated r um this had to have been very recent viewings for you i imagine so. she just saw them last week yeah <laughs> and uh we get a good detail of neil's uh horror movie viewing and r-rated movie viewing uh childhood on moviality on moviality you're right that's our sister podcast so uh you guys should check that out too and uh, we're gonna have to have you guys on for an all horror episode uh let's uh let's go to the next question okay question two um neve campbell was not the first choice to star in the screen films who was originally supposed to play her role isn't um isn't it drew barrymore or Drew Barrymore is in Scream. I, I know, but I believe she was supposed to be the that makes sense. the main character, and then oh. they switched it. Like she was going to be the the main one. She yeah. maybe they switched, and then, and then they're like, "I give you a cameo." They killed her in the beginning because they thought it would be like the most shocking to kill the main character first, or like the most famous person. Like Psycho. Mm. Um, that sounds vaguely familiar. That's and then that was my first thought was that I think that that was what it was supposed to be. I'm not sure though. Um, if you guys have any other thoughts, I'm good with that. All right. Uh, I guess we're going to go with uh, Drew Barrymore. Why not? The answer is Drew Barrymore. Hey. Nice. Well done, Matt. Uh, Barrymore decided shortly before filming that she couldn't play Sydney and asked instead if she could play Casey, who only appears in the beginning of the film. Casting directors approached Alicia Witt, Brittany Murphy, and Reese Witherspoon before casting Neve Campbell. It's funny about uh, Reese Witherspoon, even though she didn't get the role in Scream, she did kind of star in a horror movie with Mark Wahlberg when they did Fear. Mm. which they're going to be remaking uh, with a, the gender swapped. But uh, it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, she basically had to run away from uh, Marky Mark, so it's pretty scary. <laughs> hey, are you scared? Are you, you scared? scared? Hey, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> Cordy and I, along with horror movies, watch a lot of really bad Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, and there's one starring Alicia <laughs> Witt that is genuinely terrifying. Watch it, please. What is it called? Hmm. Um, I believe it's called The Christmas List. Oh my god, so good. 
yeah so if you're in the mood for a seasonal unintentional horror movie um i i would 10 of 10 recommend question number three in the film halloween Annie and Laurie drive through town smoking while, unbeknownst to them, Michael Myers follows. What famous spooky song is playing on the radio while they drive? Uh, Monster Mash, right? That's it's not Monster. We'll teach Mash. you not to smoke. Yeah, man, I don't. That's a that's a really good question. Actually, I never even thought about what song was playing. Do you have the tune in your head at all? Uh, no, I don't. Do you know if it was something hokey like Monster Mash or some like? I could I could see Carpenter going with something hokey, yeah, like Monster Mash or um, something, you know, do whoppy from some like you know. ABBA. Yeah, because I mean, it, yeah, it could be an Dancing ABBA. Dancing Queen. I mean, it was from the seventies. Oh, they said spooky song, so yeah, yeah. it's I, spooky. It's pretty spooky, yeah. <laughs> it's not that spooky. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Monster Mash? I guess. I mean, uh, I think I, that's her best guess. Monster Mash is my favorite Halloween song. So. Okay. Was Halloween one after Thriller? What about Thriller? Yeah, uh, it would have been before Thriller. Before Thriller, I feel like Thriller okay. would be very expensive, also. To yeah, that's true. yeah, that's let's yeah. go with Monster Mash. Monster Mash, official answer. Answer is "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Oyster Cult, and that song was the perfect match for the scene since the girls were literally being followed by the film's image of death. So, yeah, uh, that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good answer. I, I, I still don't, I can't pull it. Like, uh, it makes sense though. I'm gonna have to rewatch that hey, scene now. And... I heard you have a fever. <laughs> The only prescription is more oh, cowbell. Gosh, here we go. <laughs> the impressions. Too, too many. <laughs> yeah, a little bit on the nose, but also like such a good song. Number four. Jason Voorhees is famous for his hockey mask that he wears, but he did not have it for the entirety of the 10 film franchise. In which movie did Jason acquire his famous mask? Yeah, so a lot of people. This is a great fact. A lot of people think that uh, the hockey mask is hockey mask is Jason's iconic uh, headwear uh, mm-hmm. for all the films. But uh, if spoiler alert, if you watch the first film, it's uh, not Jason. It's not Jason. It's his mom. Mm-hmm. It's Pamela Voorhees. Uh, and uh, in the second Pam. one, Pam, Pam, uh, Pam. The second one, um, Jason uh, wears a sack on his head, and he's got uh, overalls and, and sort of a flannel shirt. Um, you, did you dress like that intentionally today, or is that just coincidence? Uh, yeah, I um, I like kind of going around the city of Chicago when I'm when I'm on the train, and uh, I like uh, wearing, um, you know, hockey just just to you know fit in with people. Yeah, yep. not to scare anyone. Um, so what's the answer? Well, the answer is going to be Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, I believe. But what we're going to see what they tell us. So, what do you got? Um, and just so you're aware, this explanation does have spoilers for the uh, first Friday the 13th movie. So if you don't want to have that spoiled for you, just skip ahead like 30 seconds. Uh, but the answer is Friday the 13th Part 3. Jason is not in the first film at all. And in the second film, he wears a pillowcase over his head. He gets his mask partway through the third film when he kills Shelly, the class clown who was using the mask to scare one of the girls. I hate Shelly. By the way, yeah, I was glad when Shelly died. <laughs> and strong, also, strong opinions. If you don't want to be spoiled, also go back a minute in time and unlisten to that time when Neil spoils the first two movies as well. Yeah, sorry, I'll add an extra spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No, okay, there we go. No, there's a statute of limitations. It's past 20, 25 year old movies. Oh, probably 30. 40. Oh, I forget how old I am. Question number five. 
Room 237 is an iconic part of the movie The Shining, but it isn't in the book. What was the original room number? Oh, no, that's a hard one. This is a hard one. Um, Jeff, do you know? I haven't read the book, unfortunately. Could it be something kind of basic like 666 or something? Yeah, that like had that? occurred to me, or... or I think I think it's actually... Like 222 comes up mm, a lot in no, movies? No, I, I think it's like... Uh, I want to say like two forty three or um, two or three three nineteen. It's like a really. It's just a random number, yeah. It's because a random number. There's, I've re- I heard stories about where there's the hotel that it's supposedly whatever based off like that's the room number that actually people want to rent. I guess I don't know, but I don't remember the number. And it's the wrong one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to say. Um, it's probably still in the 200s. Um, and Kubrick, Kubrick just being the perfectionist that he is, liked the other number better. Yeah, well, there's a whole documentary about it, too. I know. It's it's not the best made documentary, but it's yeah. very, very interesting about all the conspiracy theories about The Shining. Mm-hmm. I don't buy them, but they're pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of it could be conspiracy, but... Um, so let's go with... Well, there what? was some psychological Two. torment going on with one of the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the... Uh, multiple. Jeff brought up the number 217 for some reason, so I don't know. You want to just go with it, Jeff? Uh, sure. Okay, we'll go with 217. The answer is room 217. Wow. The Timberline hey. Lodge, where the exterior shots were filmed, had a room te- 217. <laughs> They requested that the room number be changed because they were concerned no one would want to stay in the room, which is fair. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Jeff, a uh, good poll there. Um, I know you said you saw the trailer for the movie. I don't know if that's something you looked up for a question to quiz me or what on Could the be. show. Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe from our Halloween episode. Sometimes things just make their way back into your brain. You don't know where they're from. Well, I'm Jeff. so Jeff, like he said, he famously doesn't watch movies. So um, I don't know. That was a pretty good poll. Number six. The film Child's Play came out in 1988. Chucky was based on a doll that was incredibly popular at the time hoping to scare parents by using something similar to what was already in their home. What brand of doll was the inspiration? Isn't it that uh, that stupid bear that talks? Teddy Ruxpin? Teddy yeah. Ruxpin. That's probably right. I, I can't remember the name of the actual doll. I think it's like uh, my... 
I think it's like my buddy. Uh, Is that my like the, buddy. My buddy. The right? Cabbage Patch kids that ate things, those were the terrifying ones because they would like get a hold of human hair. And yeah. that would be Chucky the Chucky looks more like a Cabbage Patch kid, but it's probably the Teddy Ruxpin, right? Because it was talking. And I think that well, was and the, 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 the dying Teddy Ruxpin was always the terrifying one. Right, right. Yeah, be mindful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, friends to the end. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's like my buddy or my buddy doll. But my buddy is a doll from is. that era. Um, that it was like I think that was like the boy cabbage patch. This is one of my favorites too, and I should know this, but I, I mean Matt's probably on the right track because it is a, a mechanical doll. So we could probably just go Teddy Ruxpin. Okay. Yeah, if you guys are good with that. Okay. Yep. And the answer is Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, and another horrifying fact about Cabbage Patch Kids, the Wikipedia page refers to them as, quote, soft sculpture doll-like creatures, which is about the worst way possible to describe them. I actually had a very scary ghost experience with a Cabbage Patch doll. I was babysitting. Yeah, literally. No, I was babysitting, and I put the baby to sleep, and I was downstairs on their couch, and I was sitting there. And there was not a Cabbage Patch doll on the couch with me. And then, like, I looked down at my phone, and a few minutes later, I looked back up, and there was a Cabbage Patch doll on the other side of the couch. Um, doesn't surprise me, since they're not dolls, apparently. They are doll-like creatures. Yeah! Yeah, I went to the Wikipedia page to check, uh, you know, like, when those toys came out, and, like, how popular they were when, um, and I found that. And all I could think of was, we've actually been to the Cabbage Patch Kid factory. Uh, it's a really surreal place. <laughs> it is, and now it's even scarier than it was upon visiting. If uh, <clears throat> if you guys uh, over there at Freaky Franchise want to see something really creepy, people are buying things called werepups. They look like little babies that are werewolf. <laughs> it's, it's really creepy. Have you seen the, the, the super realistic uh, little babies, too? With the baby uh, yes. dolls? Those, yeah. are, those are weird. You have to see the were pups because people online thought they were actual demons, but someone was like, no, 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 you just buy them uh, in a store, but uh, they're on trains and it's really <laughs> creepy. It's were pups. This episode brought to you by were pups. Um, so on to question seven. Uh, it's well known that Reagan's projectile vomit in The Exorcist was made using pea soup. What brand did they use? That's uh, Chris Plummer's best. Chris, yeah, Chris Plummer's best. So the um, joke is that anywhere uh, Max von Sydow appears, we'd say Chris Plummer and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think who would make pea soup. It's got to be a famous brand, right? Like Campbell's. Do they make pea soup? Yep. I'm sure they yeah. do. Or at least did. I mean, because that's the famous thing with Psycho is that they use Hershey's syrup. Yeah. Uh, or, a... No, I'm sorry. They didn't use Hershey's. They used, uh, uh, crap, I can't think of it, a different brand. Um, but anyway. Like chocolate syrup. Chocolate syrup. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't think of another company that would make pea soup. I mean, Campbell's is the big soup. Yeah. Uh, per, I mean, all the, the, those are newer, though. Yeah. Campbell's been around a while, right? Yeah. And I know I don't see pea soup coming from what Campbell's, about, um, but that was... Green Giant. You know. Do they make... They don't make a... No. Split let's go, let's just vegetables. go with Campbell's. Campbell's? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to go with Campbell's pea soup. Answer is <laughs> Anderson's pea soup. The crew tried Campbell's, but felt like the effect was not as impressive. The famous Anderson's. <laughs> Fair enough. Did you say they use Campbell's? Yeah, they tried it and then they didn't like it. Oh, yeah. I get, and see, that's it's another thing. Campbell's could have uh, been synonymous with the. They the could exorcist. have been the official vomit of the Exorcist. They could have been. <laughs> Andy Warhol's Andy Warhol's dream. And really, for when it comes reason. to projectile vomit, impressive is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Number eight. 
You would think that a hellhound wouldn't be something people want in their homes. But after the omen came out, the breed used for Damien's dog surged in popularity. What breed was it? Pretty sure. Can I get a dog breed question? I'm, yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah, well, is, it, is it a Rottweiler? I think it's either a Rottweiler or a Doberman Pinscher. Dobermans are Dobermans are much sharper featured. I'm pretty sure it's a Rottweiler. But no, though. yeah. So I know for I, I think it's brown and black. And I've I, seen the that's movie. A, that's it's like a, a bigger, thicker dog. Yeah, I I would lean towards Rottweiler. I just I'm just saying for the record, it could also be a Doberman. I think it's brown and black. I, I would but, have to know. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've seen the Omen. How big the dog is? Because it could be like an English Bull Mastiff and other stuff too. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Cujo is is definitely I don't believe is a Rottweiler. Uh, Cujo is like a mutt, but uh, I like I like that answer. Yeah, Rottweiler. I mean Rot sounds okay because those did surge in popularity when people got them as like a guard dog. Yeah. You can you can redeem your history of dog let's, questions. Let's go here. for the redemption, Rottweiler. All right, little background. Ken missed an Irish Wolfhound question, so let's see if he can All redeem right. himself. Not the only one. The answer is Rottweiler. Hey, hey. I'm back, baby. It's not clear if people wanted them because of the portrayal as a servant of Satan or in spite of it, but either way, Rottweiler ownership went up following the movie's release. Uh, Question number nine. The shower scene in Psycho is one of the most famous scenes in film history. What room number was Marion Crane staying in when she took that shower? I think it's it's one. I think so, too. Because it's right next to the office. How many rooms rooms could they have? It's a a motel. They tend not to be... I think they had... uh, too high they number. had like 12 or 13 but I, I think she's in room number one yeah because they don't have any other guests no and he goes into and his office he's like going into the office to peep through the, the wall right? yeah so that's a good question i thought you guys were going to ask how many cuts are in the famous i mean shower somebody's scene, but... going to the office to peep through the whatever mm, right. not not norman bates not norman bates <laughs> no yeah he's he's a good boy so uh statute limitations on spoilers so yes yeah. all right let's get the answer and the answer is Room number one. All right. Good. We were overthinking it. The only room where Norman Bates would be able to spy on her from his office. That's upsetting. (laughs) Number 10. The film Sleepaway Camp has some obvious connections to Friday the 13th, but it was also inspired by a Weird Al song. While not a parody of any specific song, it features elements from Thriller by Michael Jackson, Funeral for a Friend by Elton John, and Black Sabbath. What was the name of the song? Weird Al song. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was the movie was inspired by the Weird Al song or the Weird Al song. Was he had inspired. a bunch of like original polka songs, but I'm trying to remember what the. Uh, yeah, I don't know what any. any of them are. I don't really do Weird Al, so white and nerdy. He's fun. That's... Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Occasionally, I, I, yeah, I'm also not sure if we're we're trying to figure out the Weird Al song. I think we're trying to figure out the Weird Al song. Okay, but and I, I think had... regardless, we have no idea. Yeah, I have right? no idea. Yeah. Uh, how about, so I think uh, I think you might have gotten us here, ladies. Yeah, that's definitely a weak spot. So we're gonna we're gonna tap out on that yeah, one. Yeah, the song "Freaky Franchise." Maybe. Yeah, "Freaky Franchise" polka. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and the answer is "Nature Trail to Hell." The song describes the plot of a movie in which a serial killer attacks a Cub Scout camp. It also features the line "Satan eats cheese whiz" said backwards. I love songs that say stuff backwards. It's literally so Yeah, creepy. Cordy's big on subliminal messaging. If you play um, the Dora the Explorer theme song backwards, it says Hail Satan. So, No, it doesn't. Whatever. Question number 11. There has never been a real-life serial killer who murders children through their dreams, as far as we know. 
But mm-hmm. A Nightmare on Elm Street was inspired by real events. What disease was the jumping off point for Craven's franchise? Uh, so I know Wes Craven, um, he read an article in a newspaper that uh, inspired the movie. Wasn't it? I mean, it was about like night terrors, but I don't. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know the name of the, the medical maybe name. Maybe sleep apnea. <laughs> yeah, there's. No, it was probably something that would. Uh... Oh, it's uh, how about sleep paralysis? Because that's when you can't move, but you think someone's kind of coming to kill I mean, you. It's a disease. It says it's a disease. Right. Well, I have sleep paralysis. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, we all. How do. horrifying! I don't. It's don't, terrible. Don't, don't tell me about it. I it's don't. terrible. It's, like I know all about you it. You know what? If it you know, if you know what it is, it's not that bad. Well, for me though, I've gotten, I've had things where I'm sitting here and I, in a dream, I got stabbed and I woke up and I couldn't move and my back hurt where I got stabbed and then it looked like someone was coming in the room. It's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, I've woken <laughs> up a few times in full sleep paralysis. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> That's terrifying. I'm just uh, shaking my head right I mean, now. You're, I don't wanna... you're fully awake, but you can't move a muscle in your body. Um, so... The scariest thing I ever saw was a thing on Netflix called The Nightmare. Yeah. It's oh, just about yeah. sleep paralysis. It's not that. even scary, but scared the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> as well, soon as I realized I'm still sleeping, I'm able to wake myself up. So it's not bad. Um, it's just a thing I live with. So I, I do but... know for a fact he had an article. He put it up on his desk, and I think it's still it was still there until he died, uh, what inspired the movie, but I can't think of the... I think this would be more of it... a disease that causes fever dreams. Yeah. You know? Because I think he got it from... Like scarlet fever or... Rabies. from a foreign country, rabies too. Rabies is interesting. Although, rabies. rabies isn't that prevalent. I'm trying to think of... Yeah. I feel like because he did um, he did the serpent and the rainbow, and I think he found the article in a, in a foreign country because someone died when they were yeah. dreaming. Uh, I think. Being bitten by a titi fly. What's that one? Malaria. Malaria. Let's go malaria. malaria? I think malaria is mosquitoes, right? Yeah, who cares? There's one. We'll go malaria. Why not? Show me malaria. That's a really good question. I have no idea. And the answer is sudden unexpected death syndrome or suds. Craven was inspired by a series of articles in the Los Angeles Times detailing the strange deaths of a group of South Asian refugees. Young to middle-aged healthy men with no signs of heart disease were dying in their sleep or shortly after. Suds was first noted among this refugee group in 1977, but has since been noted in other groups of South Asian descent, suggesting that the deaths were not related to the trauma the refugees experienced. So did they never... Figure out what was causing it? Um, not exactly, no. They think there might be a genetic predisposition to it, but I could not find anything that uh, positively said what it was. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> and number 12. So this is the five-part question. Many of the best-known horror movies started out with different titles. Match the original title to the movie that everyone knows. And the titles are Scary Movie, The Babysitter Murders, Long Night at Camp Blood, The Birthmark, and Head Cheese. And those are Scary Movie, The Babysitter Murders, Long Night at Camp Blood, The Birthmark, and Head Cheese. Scary Movie is definitely Scream. Right. Yeah, I believe because that's why they parodied it with Scary yeah, Movie. A hundred percent. Birthmark. Uh, um, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Or... That's that's that sounds right. I think. Um, Who's got the birthmark? Um, Wasn't that Omen? Oh, oh yeah. Oh no no. Well yeah, it could have been the Omen. Uh, yeah Does yeah. Damien have the birthmark? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, this... Damien has the mark, the of, the mark of the beast. Yeah, okay. so that we'll go the so Omen, Omen for that. We'll go for Scary Movie for Scream. I'm I'm almost positive Camp Blood is Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already forgetting the other ones. Uh, uh, head cheese. Head cheese. And the babysitter murders. 
Oh, right. Babysitter Murders. Babysitter Murders is um, is Halloween. Okay. Um, and uh, Head, Head Cheese is probably um, um, Hellraiser. That makes sense, too. I think. Mm. I think it, or pit, was that Pinhead? Pin, yeah, because his name's Pinhead. Although, although maybe not. Head Cheese could also be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I was kind of thinking Texas Chainsaw for that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100%. I'm just kind of throwing... It's like some... You guys know what Head Cheese is, right? No, what is it? Yeah. It's a, it's a food. Oh. Yeah, it's like a disgusting like mishmash of leftover parts of animals. Oh, yeah it's it's a it's basically like a um, a meat stew pudding. Yeah, I mean it could be it's like gross. oh well then we got to look at a movie that has someone who makes like or, really it's like really gory. It's like if you beat somebody's face. Yeah, to but a pulp. it could be like a tongue in cheek. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So if something like Dawn of the Dead, something oh. something where yeah, Dawn of the Dead would be good. Or I mean Ken is on the right. I mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He is like a a butcher. Yeah. yeah. If he, if he, Pulps people basically. Let's go with Texas Chainsaw oh. on that. Okay, and we had one more, right? We missed. Oh, that was no, it. We're good. Okay, so we said, Scream, Scary Movie, Birthmark, The Omen, Head Cheese, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Babysitter Murders, Halloween, and Camp Blood, uh, Friday. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one, Scary Movie, was the working title of Scream. The second one, The Babysitter Murders, was the working title for Halloween. Babysitter murders just makes me think of the Babysitter's Club <laughs> combined with murder. Yeah. And I know that Halloween came out first, but I'm very glad that the two are not connected. Uh, Long Night at Camp Blood was the working title for Friday the 13th. Uh, and Camp Crystal Lake is often referred to as Camp Blood throughout the movies. The Birthmark was the working title for The Omen. And Head Cheese, the weirdest one I found for sure, uh, was the original title of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Right. Five for five. Yeah, great job. I, I, five once, you, once Jeff uh, explained what head cheese was. I explained did. what head cheese was. Or I guess you did, yeah. That totally makes sense. Jeff said, a food. Once, once, once Jeff agreed with what head cheese was, we knew we were on the right track. Yeah, it wasn't a movie about the Green Bay Packers, that's for sure. No. Okay, well, that is all our trivia. There's no more. We hope you guys had a fun time playing. We had a really fun time coming up with questions. And thank you so much for having us. So you can find our podcast, Freaky Franchise, on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, FreakyFranchise.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Freaky Franchise, Twitter at Freaky Franch Pod, and Tumblr at FFPodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Yeah, thanks for uh, recording that and sending that in to us too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to Theo and Cordy uh, of Freaky Franchise. Make sure you guys um, check them out. Uh, you know, if you can, if you're if you're listening on our channel or, or their channel, you're already listening. So um, continue listening. Yeah, if you're continue on their listening. Um, it's great that there are uh, people doing podcasts about horror movies, which, uh, you know, everyone loves horror movies, but uh, to have a, a cool podcast like yours where you guys are, are talking about them each week and actually going through a franchise movie by movie is, is pretty great. Yeah. yeah. The questions were good, too. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. Really great yeah. writing on those questions. Thanks, guys. You can never have sex. Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor.
It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh. You see, you push the laws and you end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts.